You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Today, Rachel is speaking with Lori Volber. She is a wife, adoptive mother of three, and author of her best-selling book, Choices. When you are faced with the challenge, what choice will you make? Lori is a walking miracle as she has suffered a massive stroke at the age of 29, then developed epilepsy thereafter. She felt called to share her journey of faith and perseverance and hope to encourage others to bloom in every circumstance. Lori talks about her stroke and epilepsy battle, why she and her husband decided to become adoptive parents, and the amazing blessing that came from following God's plan and relocating. If you feel God is calling you to take a leap, but are fearful of making the wrong choice, then this episode is for you. Now let's jump in. Well, hi, Lori. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Oh, goodness. I'm excited to hear more about your story. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about you? Yes. Uh, my husband and I, Danis, uh, live in Goodyear, Arizona. We've lived here since 2003, and we have been married almost 24 years. We will celebrate our 24th wedding anniversary in two weeks. Wow. And we live um, in, uh, like I said, Arizona now since 2003 with three adopted kids. We adopted them back in 2011, and they were ages 6, 8, and 10 when we adopted them. And they are now ages 17, 19, and 21. And uh, so we have two actually left at home. Our 17 and 19-year-old are still at home. And uh, we have a busy household with them and three dogs. Oh, I love that. And you're in Arizona, so the weather is nice and beautiful, right? It is. It is. It's cool in the morning, cool at night, and beautiful during the day. Yes, I love it. Now tell me, you just recently... um, released a book called Choices, and you share a little bit about your story in that. Um, Tell me, what's the subtitle of it again? Yes, it's called Choices. When you're faced with a challenge, what choice will you make? I feel like that's going to come from real life experience. Am I right? (laughs) Yes, that is correct. Very much so. Uh, You know, I love when I hear stories about people and their adoption journey. I would love for you to just share a little bit about yours. Because that's a leap. That's a huge leap to adopt. What led to that and um, your experience? Yes. So we've had actually a lot of leaps. And so I appreciate you asking. Um, actually, my husband and I were both um, uh, trying to start our family. Uh, when uh, at age 29, I uh, suffered a massive stroke. It was called a hemorrhagic um, uh, stroke. It was caused by a malformation of blood vessels on the right side of my brain, which is all in my book. Um, but uh, it, it came out of nowhere. I had suffered migraines all my life, but it was 
was never detected. And so at age 29, out of the blue, I had uh, uh, this major stroke. I had just made a job change um, from corporate America uh, at, uh, the, at Northwest Airlines to our church and was the new office manager when my stroke happened. And oh. I, I was rushed to the hospital. I was uh, underwent a, a major surgery to stop the brain bleed. It was in a drug-induced coma for 17 days. And when I came out of the coma, I had completely lost my left side and was paralyzed on the left side. Um, I was in the hospital for two months and we went through one more brain surgery to remove the malformation. It was a 10 hour brain surgery. And then my life started over again with rehab. And uh, so uh, when I came home, uh, my husband who also worked in the aviation industry um, had, had uh, unfortunately lost his job because of September 11th. So mm. we took a huge leap of faith at that point and he found another job um, in Arizona. So that's why we transitioned actually in the time we were in Minnesota. So we transitioned to Arizona um, and uh, with his new job. And uh, I put all my time and effort into rehab at that point. Right. And seven years later, uh, we decided to pick up where we locked off on our family planning. And that's where we decided to um, adopt. So we decided at that point that we did want to uh, adopt. Um, we had always been very active prior um, in Compassion International, that organization. Yes. We've had uh, four Compassion children since we'd been married. And so we had always given back um, in the arena of children. And we knew that, uh, that uh, it was very important to us to continue um, considering that avenue. And with my disability, and I had started having seizures and epilepsy because of the stroke, we felt that our own family planning wasn't really the safest route. Um, so that's why we chose adoption. My husband and I were both only children. So we decided a sibling group was the route we wanted to go. So we adopted three. Wow. I, that's a powerful story. You know, you took that moment that you experienced and you didn't allow it to just define your future, but it sounds like you allowed it to, to, help you to progress and, and move further. I mean, from that, you decided to, to go ahead and continue to adopt. You didn't say, okay, this is the, this is the end. How, how did you do that? How did you get the mindset to not allow it to hinder what you feel like God was calling you to do or your life progressing forward? I think, uh, number one, I had very strong faith prior to my stroke. I became a strong Christian um, at my senior year of high school is when I really uh, accept the Lord as my personal savior. And that carried me through a lot. Um, I also have always had a glasses half full, not half empty, um, positive attitude. And that's helped me along the way a lot. Um, that's really helped me persevere through all of my challenges. And uh, so um, along the way, uh, that that's really um, just that Attitude and the ability to persevere through our challenges um, has really um, that and a strong faith has really helped my husband and I both. Mm, and so I think um, we've just constantly uh, kept that frame of mind. Um, so I think we've just always kept looking forward and, and forward focus. And, uh, you know, yeah. when we hit the mark of me getting more independent, we really just had to come to grips of what do we want in our life? And really, I think you get to a point where you can't change the past and you have to look forward to your future and you have to just make a decision. Um, what are we going, what's going to make us happy and what, uh, what in the future 
do we want our life to look like? And we could right. make it look like a bunch of travel and uh, uh, we could go to the, a lot of movies and a lot of dinners, or we could invest in another future and another life. And we really felt called to, um, because uh, of our faith journey, um, James 127, of course, um, uh, which talks about uh, um, in the Bible, uh, taking care of the orphans and the widows. Mm. And I really felt called to that verse. And uh, that's where we um, really uh, gleaned to um, the adoption journey. And uh, that's, that's good. We went from there. That's so good. So I want to go back to you leaping from Minnesota to, um, what is it? Where, where did you go again? Arizona, Minnesota sure. to Arizona. Yes. And that process, because you were at that point physically not in the place where you felt like you should be. And there's always something that is hindering us or blocking us from taking those leaps. How did you allow yourself to move past that barrier and, and decide this is going to be what's best for our family. How do you and your husband come together with that? Uh, it was very difficult, honestly, to move from Minnesota to Arizona um, from an emotional standpoint, because we I gave up our friend group, our support group, our church group. And uh, it was uh, the difficult part was starting over. And when we had to start over, um, right after we moved to Arizona, um, I started having seizures. So not mm. only did we have to start over um, with a new friend group, with me with a disability, and no one knew me. They only saw me with a new disability. Um, they, I then had the seizures to commit to contend with, which was very difficult. And so I had to start over to find a new group of friends that could uh, could look beyond the disability and learn who Lori was. And uh, I eventually became involved in our church and our women's ministry and eventually um, did get some really good friends, but it took time. And I have to say it was a lonely um, journey for quite a while. And I had a wonderful support team um, at our rehab facility. And although we moved to Arizona for my husband's job, um, God always has a plan, um, as we know as Christians, and I do uh, hold on to that. And uh, we came to Arizona for his job, but I found a neuro-based uh, rehab facility that was just opening up when we moved here. I was one of their first patients and my recovery just took off leaps and bounds when we got here. So I really think part of God's plan was to move here for my recovery. And that's what, what really um, I hold on to. That right there is beautiful because it just really makes me think of Abraham and how what God had for him was in that new territory. Like the recovery center was not in Minnesota. The recovery center that you needed that was going to help with your journey was in Arizona. And God knew that even though you didn't. And it just makes me think, I think Christine Kane posted something today where she talked about the importance of not feeling like you need to know all the plans and the next thing God is calling you to do, because some of those things will not be revealed until you get there. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened. Also can't help but wonder since your adoption journey started when you were in Arizona, it's almost as if God wanted that journey to be a part of your new story in Arizona. What do you think? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yes, definitely. 
I definitely, yeah. you know, I don't believe we would have necessarily even chosen to adopt uh, where we adopted had we lived in Minnesota, because what we chose, where we chose to adopt was Columbia, South America, which was obviously Latino based. Right. We chose that because of uh, living in Arizona and such a strong Hispanic Latino base here in Arizona. And had we lived in Minnesota, we may not have even gone that route. So yes, I think uh, everything changed because we lived in Arizona. So you just never know what plans God will have and what uh, your life is going to look uh, look like. And every time you think you know what uh, God has for you, he changes it up. So I have learned so much uh, in my life and in my journey that uh, the one thing you uh, are required to do as a Christian follower is be obedient to him and keep your eyes open and uh, be ready because uh, he has a magnificent plan for you if you will just keep your eyes open and be ready for him um and it, it, it there's an amazing journey out there thank you so much for listening i want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources i've developed specifically with you in mind if you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps, five week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting the five leaps.com. Thank you so much. Now let's get back started with this episode. As a, as someone who feels like, you know, it is so important for us to be aware of the choices that we make, but also that we get to choose. How has that impacted your journey along the way with adoption, with leaping? And you say you've taken several other leaps. How is the freedom to choose impacted you? Oh, it's, it's huge because I, as a, as we all go through life, we're all going to be faced with challenges. We're all going to be faced with um, choices, but we all have a choice of how we react. And that, that's the biggest thing that I found is, and I'm so thankful that God from an, uh, from an early age uh, gave me the attitude that he did. Um, and I see that uh, even in, in uh, the adoption of my kids and how they struggle um, because of their past um, and the way that they react to things. They react to things very differently than I react to things um, because of their past. And uh, it's all about choices. And when you um, choose to react to things negatively, it affects your life negatively. And when you choose to react to things positively um, and your attitude um, is a positive uh, reaction, um, things just end up so much better. Uh, your outcome might not be uh, the way you want it to be, it's just going to uh, improve. And it, right. So that's good. Now, what is, do you have like a framework or a process that you use to help you when you're in the situation where you have to make a choice about something? You're like, I don't want to make the wrong one. I think that's the greatest fear, right? Not wanting to make the wrong choice. 
Right, right. Oh, I tell you, one thing God has blessed me with, and I didn't realize it until recently, but he, from the very beginning with the stroke, um, blessed me with the ability to look at things from a physical standpoint and not an emotional standpoint. And I think that is something that um, I didn't realize um, was a gift that he gave me. Um, But uh, I like to exercise a lot prior to the stroke. So when the stroke happened, um, I always looked at everything um, from a recovery standpoint of exercise. So if I could just continue to exercise a lot from a physical standpoint and persevere that way, eventually I will make it and I will get through this hurdle. And so I've been able to, as each uh, challenge comes along, persevere uh, physically through things and shut things off more emotionally. And I think if for me personally, that has helped. If I look at things more logically rather than emotionally, it helps me get through things. That right there is huge because the our emotions are like, I want to do this. No, why, 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 why? <laughs> and, you know, logic is saying, well, this makes the most sense. And, and even spiritually, sometimes we want to make it seem like spiritually, spirituality and logic don't go hand in hand, but they, they really do. We just sometimes don't know what the outcome is going to be, but we see these markers along the way that let us know this is where he's been pointing us for a while. Like you knew adoption was an option even prior to you all going out of town. You knew that there was probably going to be some transitions that needed to happen, especially with your husband's job transition. And you just had to make a choice. Are we going to go here or go, go there? What do you think about just as we're making choices, not necessarily feeling bad if we feel like we made the wrong choice. How do you navigate that? Right. That's, that's really important. I think it's very important not to look back. And that's so hard because even I look back and you dwell on the past and you think, oh, I should have, or I would have, or I could have. And you can't, because you can't change the past. You just got to keep looking forward. And so I think you make the best judgment call you can and you keep moving forward. And I think that is where um, guys and girls are so different. And uh, uh, men are black and white. And uh, my husband and I are so different in the fact that he will just make a decision and plow through. And I will dwell on things for days and days and he will not understand. And the best thing that I've ever done is I've uh, gotten a mentor in my life. I am humongous in connection. I'm very passionate about fellowship and uh, I've had the blessed opportunity to be a Bible study leader for many years now and connecting with other women. And I am passionate about it, I think, because for so many years with the stroke and the adoption journey and the epilepsy, I was not able to have that connection and fellowship. But now that I am, I, I feel strongly about uh, uh, empowering other women through connection and fellowship with each other. And uh, so I think just make your best decision and uh, then move forward and look towards the future and uh, don't look back. That's good. Real quick. I want to talk a little bit about the adoption journey because there are probably listeners out there that they, they have the same nudging and they're, they're like, okay, what do I do? Or is, is this what I want to do? What is something you would say to encourage them or just sharing a little bit just authentically about your story, you know, authentically about your journey? It's a hard journey. I'd say it is filled with blessings and challenges. Um, and every, every situation is different. That's what I'd say. I'd say, do your research, uh, pray, uh, 
surround yourself with a humongous support group and I know that uh, it is not an easy journey, but it's one filled with blessings and challenges. It's one that is not for everybody, but uh, it's definitely an avenue to start a family if that and if that's what you are called to do, then um, go for it. And with anything, if God nudges you to do something, today's the day. Don't hesitate to at least research it and look into it. Um, and then uh, move forward if that's if that's your calling. Love it. Well, thank you, Lori, so much for coming on here and sharing with us. Um, can you please tell my listeners where they can find you and learn more about you and your book? Yes, that would be wonderful. It's uh, My best avenue is my website at lorivober.com. All right, great. And then what is your next leap? Yes, my next leap is to uh, publish my book, which is again called Choices When You're Faced with a Challenge, What Choice Will You Make? And uh, then I also hope to uh, become a motivational speaker now that my book is out. And uh, then I'm also working on a second book, which will be a 31 day devotional. And uh, so hopefully uh, that is uh, right around the corner as uh, my next big project. I love it. I love all the leaves. Yes. And we just bless that for you. Well, thank you so much again for being on the podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. I really appreciate this opportunity, Rachel. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoy what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next week. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit the fiveleaks.com to learn more about upcoming guests, Get helpful resources to help you prepare to take your next leap and join the Taking the Leap membership community. And don't forget to text podcast to 216-279-7174 for weekly reminders and more personalized leap support. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.